the Discover Dakota County podcast, provided by the Dakota County Regional Chamber of Commerce, is an interactive conversation that brings listeners and viewers informative stories, historical tidbits, views of leaders in the region, topics with various points of view, plus a little humor and throwback amusement. Tune in as we explore the rich stories and insights in Dakota County. And now your host, Phil Stahlberger. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our two sponsors, the Minnesota Vikings and the Egan Convention and Visitors Bureau. I'd like to introduce our three guests today, Tony Donatell, Marcy Bauman, and Moody Arafa. Tony, I'll start with you. Why don't you uh, give a little history on your restaurants? Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. Uh, we started in Egan with our first restaurant, uh, Burgers and Bottles, and then added on to that Volstead House. After that, we have a restaurant in Farmington called Bourbon Butcher. And then our other restaurants in Dakota County are brand new, just opened in uh, 2021. We have Farmer and the Fishmonger and Mez Colito Butcher. Great. Marcy, how about you? How'd you get started? Where are you located? We're in Egan, right off of uh, Pilot Knob and Duckwood, at Bendela Euro Boutique and Coffee House. So we started just four weeks before COVID shut us down. We um, had a beautiful four weeks, uh, and then we got to get scrappy. And we are a coffee house that has light lunch, um, all kinds of little delicacies, and then also a boutique as well. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're still newbies, so we're, we're figuring it out. <laughs> Moody, how about you? Yeah, uh, thank you for having me today. I am uh, Moody Rafa and I'm with these diners in Cahill Diner. I started in 2009 with a little uh, uh, diner in Invergrove Heights with the verge of a closing. We took that over and um, we kind of worked hard on it. Uh, my wife quit her job and I kept my job at the time. And then we really kind of like started from scratch there and then um, it kind of took off and we fell in love with the diner concept and it's like, wait, it would be great that we uh, built this now from scratch. And then when we, this is when Z's Diner brand was born. We could not really call it Cahill Diner in Egan because it's Cahill Diner in Invergrove Heights off of Cahill Avenue. So I decided that we uh, named it after my wife. Her name is ZZ. So we called it Z's. It's supposed to be Z's Town Center Diner, but we decided we put the logo, the uh, the record in the middle, and that was town centers to be part of the community. And then now everybody just called it Z's, you know. <clears throat> so this is kind of the first day. It was a water place. Uh, we really kind of, we were very cash poor at the time, and we had to just get a bunch of credit card and kind of like go for it. And then um, uh, it was a water place, so <clears throat> it took a little while to get going, you know. So I finally quit my job at that point, and I would wait table, my wife would cook, and, and four months later, uh, Z's Diner brand took over. And then I opened uh, <clears throat> Woodbury, and Woodbury was just kind of like I was really in the, not in the place to open a, another store, but Cahill Diner was kind of get expand, and the owner decided not to go for it at that time, and I had a bunch of people kind of trying to help me, and oh, what now, where are we going to go? I said, find me a place in Woodbury. And that's how Woodbury was born, was another, uh, place, restaurant that closed, and it was just a really ugly place, and then we, we ended up kind of making a deal there, and then that's how Woodbury was opened back in 2013. And then um, <clears throat> after that, I had opened the uh, Prior Lake location, and that's also became, was really never it planned. Somebody seeked us out, and 
Um, I actually said no to him, and then he went and complained to my wife about me at the diner at the Eagle location. And she called me like, "Why are you so mean to this guy? Why don't you go?" I'm like, "I'm just..." So I called him up and said, "Hey, Bernie, I'm just busy, um, but you know, I have an schedule trip overseas. But if you give me some time, I'll, I'll look at it." And then we made a deal, and Pride Lake was opened, and. Uh, that store actually, uh, we, we had to close, you know, like in, I opened uh, November 2019 and then I had to close it in March of 20 because of COVID, but store does well now though. That's good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to COVID in a second, but yep. you know, first let's talk about, we're all in Dakota County, <coughs> right? It's not Hennepin, it's not Ramsey, we're right. Dakota County. Yep. I guess the first question is why? Why Dakota mm. County? Why, why do you have a business here? Let me start with you. Well, I, we had called this area home for 20 years. I was frustrated with the lack of places to have meetings. I wanted a place that you could just get together and be able to hear each other and, and enjoy being able to, to have a, a long conversation. And so um, I, I felt like I was the community. I felt like I represented what other people were needing. And um, so with that, looking for Egan was ideal. I happened to be friends with the guy that owns the, the building that we're in. Um, he, he just really encouraged me too, to, to take the leap and um, yeah. It's all history from there. And remind me, location? We're at Pilot Knob and Duckwood. So yeah, right there behind uh, Holiday Gas Station and, and Chili's, so. Got it. And Tony, you've had quite a expansion. I mean, you you know, gas station, whatever. Maybe talk a little bit about kind of where you got started in Dakota County. Yeah, for sure. We started in Egan 13 years ago. So Lone Oak Road up in the industrial park area of Egan. Um, took over an Oasis Market gas station when they were um, exiting the market or, or giving up on their leases. And we liked the location because of, you know, it was a, a busy corner right off 35E and, and a large building. Um, we had, they had a, a full deli in there when we took over. I already had the hoods and fryers and grills. And I was a convenience store guy, so I kind of said like, hey, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna worry about the restaurant part of this. I'm gonna have a deli manager do that. I'll focus on the gas pumps and the convenience store. But very quickly learned as a small business owner, you have to have your hands into everything. Yeah, so I became a restaurateur almost overnight. And then um, as we grew, we were, we were probably there for six or seven years just as a convenience store and, and, and deli. And then an opportunity came up next door when the e-cigarette shop moved out um, to take over another spot. And, and we never had any luck you know, keeping the kitchen busy in the evenings. The gas station is just not a date night place or a place <laughs> to bring the family for food. So we had this big kitchen and, and nothing happening at night. So we decided to open up what we call burgers and bottles. And at the time it, it really was just burgers and, and bottled beer and bottled soda. Didn't even have draft lines, didn't have a full liquor license. And, and uh, figured that out and we were we were busy immediately the community just supported us and 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 it was a small space but it was full so then we uh, decided to expand into the back we actually the the guy who ran the two bay repair shop behind us also left the strip mall and we said let's open a hidden bar back here so the the garage doors are, are still you know existing i can still picture where the car lift was where the air compressor <laughs> was where the tire rack was but that's what we call volstead house kind of a hidden bar behind burgers and bottles and when you say hidden like there's no signage or anything correct yeah correct yeah you have to just know it's there right and that's by design 
Yeah, for sure. We I, And people come to lunch all the time at Burgers and Bottles, and I'll be hanging out in a meeting at Volsit House or just getting some work done back there, and they go to use the restroom in the back of Burgers and Bottles, and, and they just literally discover it, and they're just like That's me blown too. away. People don't know I exist, so then they're like, <laughs> yeah. what? There's a coffee house still in this area? That's I mean, awesome. it is, yeah, but mm. mine isn't by design. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, picked a, I picked a former clinic, so nobody expects there to be coffee. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the hard, I mean, the, the good and bad part about where we live. Yeah. Right? Okay, you know, Dakota County has been here. We were a territory before we were a state. Right? right. I mean, there's so much of Dakota County, which is, you know, you were a gas station, you were a clinic, yeah. you were a water place. Yep. We were all somewhere, something somewhere else. That's right. Um, and, you know, you guys talked about, you know, community. Um, how else do you guys feel like you benefit the community in terms of what do you guys do? I think um, I, I love uh, I love doing charity within the community. That's part of that's how I grew uh, Egan. You know, so I would go to this uh, golf course and I'll cook food over there for the uh, open doors. You know, I would, in the middle in the middle when I was closing, I did, I teamed up with U.S. Food, and so I, I like to get really involved in the community where I can make a difference and people that needs. You know, and yep. needs, and I, I really enjoy that part of the chamber and part of everything I do, and I. I did that everywhere I went, and, and I just I, I enjoy doing that. That's cool. I, I think people assume that you're in the restaurant business to make money, right. right? And I think we all know that the restaurant business is the hardest, one of the hardest <laughs> businesses to succeed in. Right. Um, so you talk about being a part of the community. What does that mean for you guys to be a part of the community? I'm totally fangirling on these guys because uh, they are who I want to be someday. <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys are, are legends here in this region. You are, oh, you are. Uh, and, and I do, I feel like, um, I don't know where I was going with that. My brain just went out, I, I was totally blushing. No, part of, part of the community. But, yeah, the part of the community. The, the idea too, like for me, there was, uh, I needed the community to help me build. And we were, this clinic, I had no cash flow, just like uh, you were saying, Moody. and. Um, so I took 12 teenagers, probably, it's probably illegal what I did, <laughs> but I took 12 teenagers and we broke that place down. We did it all ourselves. We built it up from scratch. I love reading your guys' bios because uh, it's the same. We all came from this desire to have people in our homes almost, and our mm -hmm. homes weren't big enough. So yeah. we were like, oh, let's put a table out in the community and see mm -hmm. what happens. And I mm -hmm. think the community is like, let's make this happen. I had mm -hmm. people... <clears throat> building my cabinets that were retired, uh, a, a retired IT guy <laughs> built my cabinets in the coffee house uh, because he had nothing else to do. And he didn't know me. Love it. I did. And he's just an Eganite that was like, I want something in our community. And, mm -hmm. and I love that our stories collide in that too, that sense of we want to be in the room with the rest oh, yeah. of the people. You have to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're opening, like, I want to say so many lo different locations. You're part of different communities all in Dakota County. But say a little more, are they all the same? Do you have the same, you know, footprint? Like, this is why he's so yeah. cool. Because nice. I love how different they are. Yeah. Um, no, we, we try to do something different in each community. Mm -hmm. We look at what's there currently. And, I mean, the last thing we want to do is, is come in and be, you know, exact same as somebody else who's already there and take something away from them and compete for the same customer base like we really try to look at what's going on in the community what we've done before and for us it's like we, we don't want to do the same thing twice like we we love you know coming up with 
exploring a different spirit or a different mm -hmm. culinary tradition and and it just makes it more fun for our our group our hospitality group who writes the menus and and we you know do the marketing and create the spaces too like even the physical spaces we've never done the same way twice so and but yeah it's all about the community and figuring yeah. out what we think the community could benefit from or what would attract them and and like these two did you enter into besides the gas station model but your other locations how did those come about? I mean, did you take on a new building? Did you get to build, or how did that work out? All of our restaurants are existing restaurants, okay. well, except for the, the repair shop turned into a, a bar. But right. um, in, in Farmington, it was ground round that we, we drove down, and, and I think my, my brother and my business partner thought I was crazy. They, they went down to take a look, too, and they're like, there's, there's nothing down here. We passed so many cornfields, <laughs> and, and, you know, like, you know, what, do you, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I see it. This community, yes. you know, really supports their local businesses, and... And you know, there's not many of them that are doing anything unique, and and we just kind of carved out a niche, and and it, it was because I think you know we gave back to the community. We didn't say no to anyone who knocked on our door. Right. You know, volleyball yeah. teams and right. soccer teams and right. lacrosse. Yeah. Like you just you right. know give to the point. These are your kids. Yeah, These are, and, yeah, and they're, like, are their friends. They're or, your waiters. Yeah. They're your baristas. Yeah. I mean, this is it's so personal. Yeah, yeah. I love mm -hmm. that. I want to do Farmington. Don't tell anybody, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, naturally, you kind of go, you yeah. know, if you're in one location, you want to be in another. You're in your first location. Yeah. You, you have your eye on Farmington next? I, oh, I love Farmington. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if Farmington loves me. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, it, has to, it has to be organic. Like, mm. it, there can't be a, yeah. let me show you what, who, I don't, exactly, yeah. you almost need to be invited in. Yeah. Um, but I, we have so many people that, that come up that I kind of feel like I want to go there. I want to go to, to them, sure. you know. Before we move on to our next topic, I'd like to say a few words about our presenting sponsor, and we would say a few words about them at this time. Speaking of your you know, 16 teenagers yes. that, you, that you found, workforce. There's probably a workforce issue pre-pandemic, and then we'll get to COVID in a second, but talk about maybe in today's world um, about the workforce. Where do you find workers? And is, it, is it easy, is it difficult? Who do you have working for you and why? I just think that, you know, you, it, it has to, it's really difficult. Yeah, it's very challenging. If you, like, I mean, I used to, I used to run a $50 million company before I just went on my own. If you told me at the time I'm starting my business, my biggest challenge was going to be finding employees, I'd say, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I used to put an ad and I get 15 people applying for the same mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I, I think in my opinion is you have to take care of employees that you have and you got to take care of them well. Yeah. I didn't think I have an employee that left me that has not came back. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have people that worked for me for 15 years or whatever. Uh, but I think this is where it starts, but uh, I, I think it's, I really know how this market got dried up with, with not having employees. But when our business have increased, this is when I had the most challenges to add on mm -hmm. employees. I didn't lose any employees, but I had a, had a huge issue adding on and, and obviously it's, it's what happened in, in the world that made things even different. It's more challenging. What's the yeah. most difficult position that you've found to hire for right now? Uh, it cooks. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because, you know, my, my cooks are, you know, they're, they're, they need to know how to cook. We don't, we don't simple things. I mean, right. you got to know how to flip eggs. You got to know how to, you know, we make our pot roast from scratch. We make our soup from scratch. It's scratch kitchen. You got to know how to make mm -hmm. these recipes. I mean, it takes sometimes six to seven months to get, 
you know, one of my chefs or cooks, you know, get to the level where they could, you know, be able to serve people. And, you know, we're, we had to hold ourselves to a very higher standard where, you know, you know, 15 minutes, you can eat and leave my restaurant in 15 right. minutes if you choose to. So it's like, uh, you know, you got to be able to can't run short staffed. Right. Yeah. No. That's right. Absolutely yeah. not. That's Absolutely right. not. You cannot because then. That's why you have children. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have is, enough of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are all, all yeah. call family, family, yeah. family right. business. Yes. Right? Right. I mean, somebody came in the other day and slid my barista a tip and said, "Put that in your pocket so corporate doesn't get it." <laughs> and they're like. That's my mom right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, it's that, totally yeah. family. We, we yeah. do work with kids, yeah. uh, and this is like a very difficult, it's like a project, you know. You, you know, you're trying to get kids who, A, wants to work, wants yep. to get up in the morning, you know, kids that, you know, you know football team or whatever, and they actually motivated to work. But, uh, you know, to get them from, you know, starting at a busser to a host to, mm -hmm become a waiter or waitress you know uh, you know it's mm -hmm. a it's a project to get them there but when they get there they love it they make so much money and customer enjoy them and mm -hmm. i mean i get a lot of time people will comment about my staff in yes. the diner because they work well together i mean it's like how do you do that? i'm like you know it's like we just like we organize organize and we shoot from the head but at the end of the yeah. day you know it's organized chaos right yeah. that's our business yeah yeah you know? and tony your your staff are, are making some pretty complicated things you know some you know great food items some great drinks where do you find folks that come work for you we um we've actually i don't think we've posted a culinary or a kitchen job post in a couple of years honestly i was mm -hmm. talking to my um culinary director about this the other day and every time we open a restaurant i'm like you know like, when do you need the indeed ad when when do you need it and he'll say like no i think i'm good i have guys who want to come over here from other lo locations or, or they know people and it definitely helps you know the, the way that you know we try to treat our employees mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you know that we are paying above average or at least ahead of um you know what the bigger chains and corporate are paying. So yeah. that helps too. The guys don't leave and they're looking for opportunities to grow or if they have a part-time job at the Olive Garden and, and we're opening a new location, then usually we can you know, convince them to come and help us to open a new spot mm -hmm. and give us those hours there. It's so important when, like for me, they are representing uh, the soul of the place. Of and course, so, yeah. so to me, yeah. I, I also have been very fortunate that the word of mouth will go. So we, we tend to get people that will come in and ask if they can work for us. But I'm like, I can't, I haven't gotten to a place where I can pay real well, but I, I offer flexibility. I, I will, mm. I'll take you three hours a week, even if that's your niche, um, or let's say 20 hours, but if you need to be gone tomorrow, I'll figure out how to cover you. And that that's my luxury uh, where I'm at mm -hmm. um, and being able to offer that. Mm -hmm. as And that's worth money to a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. that retired or mm -hmm. that nearing retirement age uh, yeah. group as well as high schoolers. Um, but teaching them to love people and teaching them to listen and like listen to everything that the convert to be fun yep. and all mm. of that. Um, I do think I make better students out of my baristas because they talk to their teachers better. They know that they're humans, you yeah. know? They start to figure out adults are okay, sure. you know? <laughs> yep. like, they, they, they will reward you if yep. you have good conversation. I hear right. a Vandela University in your call. That, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Me, from your mouth to God's ears, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, talking about, you know, educating, finding the workforce and then yeah. educating them 
I mean, you know, where do you find a cook, where do you find a barista, yeah. et cetera? Um, is there a place to go to get good help? And I don't know the answer well, to that. Well, you used to, uh, in my, they used to have culinary schools, right? Mm -hmm. And also it used to be like very popular and they used to just go there and call and said, hey, you know, send me like five or six of your students and that was be my, you know, this is what my, my future, that I can mm -hmm. invest mm -hmm. some time in those guys and teach them, but I don't even know that's, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, but, you know, what I do today is just like kind of what I said. I just, you know, hire high school kids and, you know, and teaching them and take the time and, and, and get them there and, um, you know, teach people who wants opportunity or wants, like, you know, Tony was saying, you know what I mean? If you got people that want to expand or whatever mm -hmm. and then they're just in an entry-level position, you can take them to that level, you know? On the job training. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that we used to, they used to house students for Le Cordon Bleu across the, at the apartments mm -hmm. from, from uh, Farmer's Grants on Eatery and Burgers mm -hmm. and Bottles and mm -hmm. we always had applications. So you're right, that, that's gone now. There are no culinary schools left in the Twin Cities. So. The, I mean, these, in the old days, they call you and say, hey, we got some, and, or if you called, you know, I mean, I have like, I, in my old, when I used to work, um, I have some people who became from like a, a line cook all the way to executive chef um, in Axel's and Mendota. You know, I, I had those mm -hmm. guys that come in there and her name was, uh, I think she's like, you know, promoted herself all the way to, she works at the Mail Clinic today, but I mean, those were some of the successes that came in. People cannot really, because they have the education level, and all you gotta do is just teach them the business That's then. Right. Right. You gotta teach them, you know, how to, how to run a kitchen or mm -hmm. how, to, how to do that part of it, and they already get the cooked part of it in the culinary part of it with it, and then down their way, you know? Yeah. I, find, yeah. I find, like, I, I look for somebody that has a good soul, and I hire them, and then I tell them, who's your friends? And <laughs> who do you know that's like you? And two, I am unabashed. Uh, if, if you are charming and, tr and at, at whatever environment, I'll be like, when are you gonna come work for me? No. And they, people love that. They love to be complimented that way, but yeah. you, you kind of start to see what you like mm -hmm. in, Hmm. The scrappiness, too, you know. Right. So it's less about their skills, more about their personality. Oh, uh, everybody right. can For 100%. Learn. Everybody yeah. can learn. 100%. Yeah. 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 I, and I say that when, yeah. I, when I have posted yeah. it. I'm like, I need you to love people. Yeah. I can teach you how to make a good, great yeah. cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You can teach anybody anything, but yes. they're going to be willing to be taught, you know? Yes. You want that, you and know. And scrappy. Yeah. 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 So this industry really is about <clears throat> word of mouth, yes. correct? I mean, yeah. from employees 100%. to employers to yes. locations, et cetera. How does, I mean, how does social media fit into this now? Because you have not only an employee base, but now you have a customer base who wants to know, I know when I travel, I look up what's the best restaurant in town, what's the best coffee mm -hmm. in town, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How do you guys figure I, that out? I think to me, to me, um, in my, I'm a breakfast guy. So at any given, even morning, especially on the weekend, on my feet, three, four hundred, five hundred people on my breakfast. So. If I'm in a store, I make sure I talk to every guest that's there, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, if you told me your experience was just okay, I'd buy your breakfast for you mm -hmm. because I wanted to be, people were like, what did you buy my breakfast? I was, it was good. I, was, I said, I wanted to be excellent for you. You know, those people that I do that with them or those guests, they come the next day with four or five more people and they go on, on Google, they go on social media. So organically, I'm a four or five stars in Google just because of my guest. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you're gonna have some people who are not happy with you, but if you give me an opportunity, you know, I'm not gonna let you leave my 
dying there not happy. I mean, I'm going to have you be a fan before you leave. And that's kind of really that we, we kind of focus on our quality food, number one. You got to have good products, mm -hmm. right? And then your quality of service. And then you got to take care of your guests. And I think if you do those things, obviously we, we do marketing and we are active in social media and we have all the websites and we have, uh, you know, all the stuff, the online and things, but none of those would work if you don't have all the, your foundation in there. Mm -hmm. You know, no, I agree. Yeah. We use social media a lot to communicate what's going on and, yeah. and you know, just stay top of mind. But if that's what you're relying on, like, yeah. it's going to be a, a tough road. It, it's, right. it's expensive right. and, and time consuming to create the content. Yeah. Too. Yes. Yeah. We, for me, I, because I had a lot of teens, they were all about the Instagram videos, all, and they, they, they kind of made it naturally come together. So for us, one of our top things, we weekly drop uh, unedited video that typically involves myself and somebody, a barista, it's, it's a kid usually. Mm. Um, and it's authentic and we've had some embarrassing moments. <laughs> Naked has been mentioned more than once uh, on, on the unedited videos. But I, I feel like our niche is that we're an authentic place mm -hmm. where what you see on the video is who we are, and uh, we found that that's kind of who we want to come in anyway, and that's yeah. really worked very well for us. Uh, I had somebody the other day come in and say, you need to do better marketing because nobody knows you're here, and I was like, well, try to find a seat and then tell me that. But um, <laughs> all that to say, <laughs> all that to say, uh, like I do find that social media has been a great thing yeah. for us. I, and I think we just hit it at the right time, and people told us that you can't rely on it, but mm -hmm. it's done really well for oh, us. Yeah. It can um, probably help you more or less than hurt you. It, right. If you have personality to show, right. which is a huge part of who Vendela is, then it's great. I think if uh, food photos probably don't translate as great. I mean, your places are nah, experiences. People, people love to hear, you know, the stories behind yes. what you're doing, yeah, or right? Kind of whether it's supplier, employees, right. or, or whatever. I mean, just a picture of food. But I or think drink. about your places, and so much of it is going in and experiencing the wall or the or the the painting or the Alice in Wonderland room or you right. know what I mean like I can't yeah. help but think well and that was the worst part about COVID is right. put, putting the stuff in styrofoam boxes and plastic bags and sending it out and it's like it's right. not how you want people to experience right. what, what you're trying to do and that's probably the hardest it part is. is I mean your sense of pride of people coming into your location and seeing what you're doing and meeting your staff and to go from that to to, you know, just like I said, putting stuff in boxes yes. and, and sending it out the back door. And I said the same, I, I, you can get coffee anywhere, but we knew if you come into our space, you're ours. Hmm. You, you, you're going to be ours because it is everything. It's all, every sense is going to be stimulated and you're going to find home. And that's cool. Yeah. But nice. that doesn't always translate well on social media either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for all for your time today. We know you guys are, are busy running a successful uh, operation, so uh, thank you. Uh, we'd like to thank again our sponsors, the Minnesota Vikings and uh, Egan Convention and Visitors Bureau, and um, look forward to seeing you guys around town. Thank you. Thanks. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's good to meet you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Discover Dakota County. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. This podcast was produced by the Dakota County Regional Chamber of Commerce and Town Square Television.